All right, friends, welcome again、uh, as we continue on our journey through the book of Ephesians here uh, today uh, at Faith Lutheran Church, Moore Park, California. My name is Pastor、uh, Ernie Jung, and I am here with you,、uh, as I always am,、uh, to, to go over our study、um, on the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 10 to 19. Um, as you already see, the question is can we finish this in 30 minutes? That is the goal. All this stuff that we have pre planned, the blueprint is on the board, and yes, let's get at it. Why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, bless us as we continue、uh, to be invigorated and, and strengthened and fed and nurtured by your very word of life. Lead us, O Lord, in faithful discernment of your scriptures. And Lord, through your grace, grant us your comfort in Christ alone.、And、bless us as children of light and lead us in your wisdom. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends. Well, thank you for joining me today, wherever, however, and in whichever which way you are joining me. Please, if you have missed the study, All of our materials are archived on YouTube. If you need a sermon, if you need a devotion,、uh, if you need anything in any which way,、uh, we have all the material archived. So please join us there. But today we continue on in our book of Ephesians. Now, context, right? Context. What is the context? Okay, so in Ephesians 5, now St. Paul is doing what? He is teaching the, the faithful Ephesians, right? Those that are baptized into Christ, those that believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, he is showing them the, the, the new life, the joy of the gospel,、uh, the joy of living by the purchased price won for them in Christ Jesus, yet at the same time, what What does St. Paul do? He says, Beware of your own nature, right? Because it's still there. See, that's the thing. You know, as we talked about the last couple weeks, right here, context. If you have your Bible out, please have your Bible out. Not if, but please, right? Not please, but you should, right? <laughs> anyway, sorry. These are all lively recorded. No editing. Boom, straight, right? Anyways,、uh, it says right there in verse 9, it says,、um, Well, in verse 8b, walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. Walk as children of light. Good, right, and true. This all points to what? Second article of the Creed Redemption, Jesus Christ, so that I may be his own. Why did Jesus do all this for me? That is, sacrifice his whole life. For the sins of the world on that very cross, so that I may be his own and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. You are Kalos, right? You have this Aletheia, you have this truth, right? You are righteous, all in God's sight as children of light. And that children of light, our Father, who sends you the I am. The light of the world, the great I am, and the discourse of 
the Gospel of John, the I Am statements, I am the light of the world. It is by this light that has been shown upon you in the word, in your baptism, that there he has called you to be his own. So therefore, as children of God, how are you children of God? By the grace of God, by his mercy, by his love, by his compassion, sending his son for you. Now, there you proceed as children of light. You know, this is what the Ephesians never saw before. You know, when you're in complete darkness, all you see is darkness. There is no light or dark. There is just complete darkness, right? And there is no discernment. There is no deciphering. There is no distinguishing, right? It's all just there. So what we talk about, why is my camera always angling weird? It's like rotating all the time. Anyways, um, I know I'm very particular with the right symmetrical angle here, and it's always turning. I'm confused why. Anyways, um, all right, it's not going to bug me, I promise. (laughs) But here we see this is how we ought to proceed, and that's why uh, uh, because as children of light, now you see that discernment. So uh, discerning what you've never seen before as children of the dark, right? All right, so verse 10, follow along with me. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Discern. Discern. Right? To figure out, to see what is pleasing to the Lord. Right? Again, beforehand, they were knee-deep or head-high in idolatry, in pagan worship. And, well, in that pagan worship, there was no discerning. (laughs) It was just... Will of man, will of man, will of man. And there was no holds barred, just... That's a Hulk Hogan movie, I think. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. Um, But the point is, is that there was no distinction. There was no deciphering. There there was just no filter. Just boom, this is what I want to do. This is what feels good. Um, And and we see what is pleasing to the Lord. And the opposite of that, if you have your Bible out, verse 3, about sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness. Right. This is what is uh, the will of man right the world the, the the flesh the lust the crude talking the foolish talk the foolish saying the gossiping right the 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 sexual immorality the covetousness the greed all this stuff this is what they now as children of light are encountering that what they've never seen before right i've said it before as my professor would say at seminary when you are baptized into christ you enter an apocalyptic battle you see things that you've never seen before and there is that tension between the will of God versus the will of man, versus the world's philosophies and the elemental spirits that they bring, versus the word God breathed uh, um, um, uh, for, for our reproof, for our teaching, for our training in righteousness, right? This is, this is the discernment. This is the, the, the seeing what is really happening because well, who is behind all of it when it comes to uh, verse 3 uh, about the warning of the old self? Of course, it's the diabolus himself, Right? Satan, the devil, he's, he's just attacking us in so many different ways that we are actually able to now, as children of light, see the darkness that is before us, right? That's discernment, to see the spiritual reality that is before us ever since the fall and how the devil is like a prowling lion. He's not sleeping. He's not clocking out. He is working double, triple, quadruple overtime work. 
And he is attacking us in every which way. Do you see that? Right? For, for the one who, for the former Ephesians, or for their former life, they didn't see it. Right? They didn't see the spiritual tension. They didn't see the will of God. They just lived as they pleased in their former life in their pagan worship. But now, as children of God, by the grace of God, they were brought in by the word of Christ, uh, by the gospel, by their baptism, claimed by our Lord, by his love for them. Now, in this life of faith, they are to discern, to see, right, really what is happening as the filter is, or the looking glass through, the word of God. All right. So, uh, here we see uh, discerning uh, what is pleasing to the Lord, um, um, always according to his word. Right? And this is the battle we face, you guys, with what is pleasing to the Lord. Because so many times we, what do we do? We, we want to please ourselves. We want to uh, 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 live in our covetousness. We want to uh, live in our impurity. Uh, we want to use our crude talk. Uh, look at the Ten Commandments. You see how tempted we are. right? And this is where the tension is. Paul is saying, discern. Look. Decipher, right? Distinguish between what is good, right, and true according to God's word and also what is sinful, uh, what is of the darkness, what is of the devil. All right. So in that discernment, he continues on here while we follow here um, in verse um, 11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. We talked about the potential of persistence last week. If you didn't see that, check it out on our archive. Unfruitful work of darkness. Discerning. How do you discern? All by the word of God, where the word shows us what we ought to do according to his will, according to the Ten Commandments. Yet when we fall short, there the word shows us, yes, this is darkness. St. Paul is saying, take no part. Have no fellowship, right? Do not be What does it say right there in verse, uh, what is it? We talked about it last week. Uh, Verse 7, therefore do not become partners with them. Take no part. Does that mean you can't have friends that are um, not uh, believers? Of course not. That's what not he is saying. That's what not he is saying. Does that even make sense, what I just said? But the point is, is that uh, that means do not be partners. Do not associate with them in a sense of being in oneness with them in what the world, the flesh is, right? Because soon enough, what happens? In that potential of persistence, we become part of that group or that oneness, and soon enough, we're head high in darkness, and we look back, and it's completely dark, and, 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 and we're in this very destructive place, right? So St. Paul is saying, this is the tension that you face, right? This is the tension that you face in the Christian life. Do you see it? Right? It's so easy. The, the, you know what the devil loves to do? He loves to put on the blinders and just says, you know what? Do, you do you. You know? Take part. You do what feels good. Right? But what he doesn't tell you is how damaging, and not just damaging, but how potentially destructive this is to your faith. Right? Because if we're not having fellowship with the light, there we're having fellowship with the darkness. And the benefits of the fellowship of darkness at the end of the day is 
the devil not telling us definitely that this will destroy you, right? Because you are children of light. See, again, the context is very important because for the Ephesians, uh, that's the tension they face. This is the battle. The battle has been won. Jesus has conquered uh, uh, sin, death, and the gates of hell by his death and resurrection. But yet in this true life, until the Lord returns, their, their old Adam still clings to them. And this is how they face it. Through the word, discernment. What is happening? Right? What is going on? And in that reality of the spirit, uh, in, in a sense of, uh, the law and the darkness uh, and sin and the devil and the world, St. Paul says, expose them. Why? Because you are the light. Light can only expose. Darkness cannot expose darkness, right? You know, we see a world today that is doing that very thing, darkness exposing darkness. And we very well know that, well, that's not going to work, <laughs> Right? That we are children of light, all not by what we have done, but all by the grace of God. And therefore, we stand for the truth. Expose. Not with self-righteousness, not with pride, not with I am holier than thou or I'm better than you, right? But rather because we know what this battle is. The Ephesians very well knew their former pagan life. And as baptized children of God, now they are to proceed in Christ in their baptism, in the gospel, in his death and resurrection, where our baptism is connected, right? To be that light of Christ and now to expose what is in secreto, right? In secret. What is secret? You know, you know that's the thing about sin, you know? It, it, it's so secretive at times. You know, we can put on our proverbial pious makeup polished look, you know, uh, showing everyone how, how, how good we are as Christians, right? How good, of, how good people we are, right? But yet, at the same time, St. Paul very well knows the, the insidious nature of what is done in secret, right? How is this made visible, all things that are secret? It is the light of God's word. It's the light of of God's word, right? Verse 13, by the light, right? By the light, if we could read that with, together. Uh, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Visibility, as you know, when you drive, well, don't put on your high beams when it's foggy. They say it reflects back at you. But when it's dark, you need the light when you drive. And at the same time, you need the light in order not only to discern, but to expose and guide them to the truth. It's by the very light of Christ, the light of God's word, that, that we have this call from uh, St. Paul to not just live in the darkness because we are children of light, but as children of light, expose, right, uh, for the sake of making visible. In verse 14, as we see right here, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will rise on you, or will shine on you. Right? And I see this very good picture of the law and the gospel, right? Awake, O sleeper. That means one who is, you know, uh, when we talk about being awake, being uh, uh, alive or risen or, or waking up or opening our eyes, it is by the very light, 
by the very light of the, the law of God's word that convicts us of our sin, that shows us our sin, but yet at the same time, it doesn't end there to that call of repentance, of course, right? Repent. Sorry, I should have put that there. It is in that repentance that we seek and rest in the promise of Christ, arise from the dead, right? Talitha Kumi, right? We talked about that with uh, Jairus' daughter. Christ shines on you. That this is the nature of the gospel. That it is not uh, your doing, but rather by the word of God who brings you this very light. The work of the Holy Spirit is what? To show us our sin, to convict us of our sin, to call us to repentance, yet at the same time to comfort us in the righteousness, what is good, right, and true. And that is Jesus, who is the true light, who arises those from the dead, resuscitates us from the separation from God and sin and and, and every trespass uh, that we are by nature children of wrath, uh, as it says in Ephesians 2 one that we are dead in our trespasses and that we need to be made alive as Christ shines on you his very word the incarnation the death and resurrection of Jesus the words that he institutes in the word and sacrament this is how he shines on you so when we talk about discernment this is not your human wisdom we're talking about this is uh, uh, Christ's wisdom Christ's word as you are led by his word to discern in this dark world That's what we're living in, right? And that's why when things happen in this world, we always, as Christians, need to see it in a spiritual way. It's not just human stuff. It's not just surface-level stuff. But rather, this is of the spiritual nature, right? We haven't gone to Ephesians 6.12 yet, but again, it's, we're not fighting against the principalities of the world, but we're actually fighting against the spiritual forces of darkness, right? So when we talk about um, uh, uh, living in this world and all the things that are going on in this world today, this is how we really need to discern and see the tension, the war, the spiritual war with the flesh, the sin, and the devil. And yet at the same time, as children of light, with that great hope and courage and faith in Christ Jesus, we proceed, right, Um, in his light. So, as Ephesians, still living in this place where there still are many pagans, and that tension to revert or regress or relapse into their old pagan self, he is really showing them, no, this is who you are. You're not there to simply relapse Um, and and turn back, but rather now as your identity is covered by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, you are the light of Christ. You are, as Luther would call it, little Christs in this world because Christ is in you and you are his light, right? And you know that because he loves you and he sacrificed his life for you and you're connected in his name by your baptism, right? Anyways, so... um, In light of that, in light of all this, again, are we perfect in this? Absolutely not. Being children of light is not because you keep the light going, but rather it is the light of God's word. It is faith. It is what God has given to you in Christ Jesus, where there in his forgiveness, you are his very light. You proceed now in this light, verse 15, as we see right here. What does it read? Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise another call to discernment what is wise what is unwise always according to 
God's word. This is always that the fulcrum, right? The fulcrum, you know, the fulcrum seesaw thing. <laughs> you know, have you ever been on? It's been a long time since the seesaw. Anyways, uh, that fulcrum is always God's word, right? Whether we're abiding by God's word or we're not abiding by God's word. This is the midpoint. What are we following? The world or the faith? The world or the will of God? And it's always that that line of God's word. And, and, and there he is saying, look, right? This is, look carefully, right? Not, not apathetically, not um, loosely, not flippantly, but rather look carefully then how you walk. How you walk is that picture of what? Is that picture of the life of faith, right? That you walk as children of light, as just it says in verse what? Verse 8, it says, walk as children of light, because now you are light in the Lord. Um, Is it easy? No. Does your sin still attack you? Yes. Does does Satan still kind of uh, 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 get you at every angle or try to tempt you? Of course. But remember what Jesus has done. He's crushed the devil's head. The reason Jesus appeared, as it says in 1 John, is to destroy the devil's work. And he has. The cross has proven that ever since Genesis 3. Right? I will bruise your cabeza, your head. Right? Sorry, my Spanish sometimes just randomly comes out. Anyways, even though I'm Korean. Anyways, the point is... I love being here with you guys. That's the point. And thank you for joining me this day. Even those who are watching right now in this impromptu session where I never announce when I'm going to do this live, but you're here. So thank you for being here. It's a great encouragement. Anyways, verse 15 and 16 we see right here. Look carefully then how you walk, not as the wise, not as the unwise, but as the wise. For, as it says in 16, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. See, that's what we're dealing with. These, you know, this is the spiritual reality of this walk of faith. Yeah, in sunny Southern California, it's probably going to be 92 degrees today, sunny, blue skies everywhere, and that's great. You know, we enjoy God's creation. But at the same time, we know that until the Lord returns, this is what we're facing. Look carefully, walk. Because when we're in Christ... We see a whole different reality in a sense of uh, uh, the spiritual darkness. When we're living in spiritual darkness without the word of Christ, which all of us are not uh, immune to, that is, uh, to turn to the, uh, to the darkness, is that we, we don't see the days for what they are. I know that sounds like a Debbie Downer or negative Nancy, but it's true. Right? In, in this world, separate from God, this is what the world is facing. And as we, St. Paul says, make the best use of your time. Use every opportunity, right? according to the will of God, to walk in his ways, to look carefully. Right? We're, we're just not human beings and robots. No, we're not. We're, we're children of light. We're children of God according to his word. We walk, as we talked about Sunday in our sermon, I walk in danger all the way. But, and that is true, because the days are evil. But yet, all the way, Jesus is here with me, stanza six, I believe, where the wounds, where in his wounds I stay, 
Hymn 716, if you have the LSB, check it out. Love that hymn. So real. Like, so like, mmm, you know, butter. Anyways, um, here we see um, that this is what he is warning them. So don't be ignorant. Don't be naive. Right? As children of light, you are seeing a completely different life that you've never seen before that is flashing back to your pagan life. Right? This is utterly different. But yet, at the same time, you are victorious. The battle has been won. You are a child of God. You continue on as the redeemed child of God, and that is his light. Be it in light, you see darkness. Right? How to deal. And here St. Paul is showing us, look carefully through the word. Walk in the word. Repent, law, gospel, right? Repent, forgiveness. Repent, forgiveness. Look carefully, repentance and forgiveness. Repentance and forgiveness. Praying to the Lord that he may uh, guide us to turn away from our sin and live according to his name. Repentance and forgiveness. Trusting the blood of Christ and saying, yes, I am forgiven of my sins all by what Jesus has won for me on that very cross of Calvary. Repentance and forgiveness. And here we see that walk, right? It's a struggle, friends. But yet at the same time, um, in our weakness, there Jesus has made us perfect. Um, that my power um, is made perfect in weakness. Indeed, Second Corinthians 12, right? So this is uh, uh, what St. Paul is really laying out in the blueprint of this life of faith. Okay, uh, five more minutes. Let's try to attack this. All right, verse 17. Why don't we continue on here? Five more minutes. Therefore, as it says, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Right? A lot of people ask, what is the will of the Lord? What is the will of God? And um, I always, uh, you know, this is again a, a discernment. Do not be foolish. That is, do not trust in the ways of the world. Do not live or have your compass or your guide as the will of man. But actually trust in what the will of the Lord is. And the question is, what is the will of the Lord? Why don't we read this from your Catechism 2017 edition? I'll read it for you. What is the will of God? Actually, no, sorry. My mistake. Why don't we go back here? In the Lutheran Study Bible, if you have a Lutheran Study Bible, good for you. And if you don't have one, get one. Because these footnotes are just like, they're just like gold. I, I can't put it any other way. Right? Uh, so get a Bible. Here it says, in these end times, in the footnotes, based on this verse, it is foolish to act as if Christ is not returning soon. Right? How that shapes our daily conduct. If we don't believe, if there's no anticipation for what is to come in Christ's return, we know how we will act. That anticipation, that hope is not there, and we will live according to our foolishness. Honestly, we've done it. Trust me. I mean, do you, are, daily, I, I think this is the tension too. Like, are you, daily, are you looking forward to the return of Christ? You know, when the daily grind comes about, when you're facing all the worries and anxieties of this world today, trust me, there are many. Are we saying, yes, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, Right? A lot of times we get engulfed and we get lost in all the anxiety and the worries. Trust me, I, I know for myself as a pastor, especially in this COVID time, I can't tell you. I really can't tell you. I, I can't describe um, as a church how many different things we have to 
deal with in the sense of decisions and, and all these things. Are we making the right ones? Are we making the wrong ones? What messages is sending? And all this stuff, right? I won't get into it. Not too deep. But the point is, is that we can get lost. Uh, uh, we get lost in the forest and the trees. I think that's the idiom. You know what I'm talking about. But the point is, is that when we fail to remember the anticipation of what is to come, there we see our own foolishness. We rest in our own foolishness. Now, St. Paul is saying right here uh, to trust in the will of the Lord. And what is the will of God? What is the will of God? As it says in the Catechism, God breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of Satan. Um, 2 Thessalonians 3, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. This is the will of God. God strengthened us with his word so that we can endure the sufferings that will come. Yes, this is the will of God, to give you the enduring faith. Romans 8, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So, when we talk about foolishness and the will of the Lord, right? We see that when there is that life of faith, in that anticipation for what is to come, we trust in the will of God. Yes, he is crushing the devil's head. Yes, he is destroying his work. Yes, he is granting us strength and faith and endurance, sustaining us by that very word for what is to come, because God is working all things for good, even when we do not understand or even can, can contemplate why these things are happening. We're always looking forward by his very will, and that is Jesus, Right? Think about that. I mean, I can't tell you how tension-filled this is um, in our lives. And we see how that manifests itself. The foolishness of a man does what? Verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. This is the final verse that we are going to go over today. We have a couple minutes. Foolishness. What does foolishness do? If there is no anticipation in the hope of Christ and what he has, what he, um, when he will return, their human does what? The human resorts to filling their proverbial cup. You like my cup? Ooh, right here. That cup. He fills his cup with all these things. Remember, be sober-minded. Uh, the cares and the dissipations of this world can overtake you. I believe that's what it says in the Bible there, uh, that, that be, we are to be sober-minded because the devil uh, is like a prowling lion. But yet, as we live in this life, how easy we fall to drunkenness and debauchery. Debauchery is like uh, uh, a reckless behavior, right? No control, no, no boundaries, no laws. We do what we desire to do, and there in our foolishness, uh, drinking. You know, in the time of uh, uh, St. Paul, many were getting drunk off the communion, um, the blood of Christ. Many were getting dr- drunk uh, off of the wine, right? Many were living um, drunkenness and sexual immorality, right? I mean, there's a lot of forms of drunkenness. And I know St. Paul right here is really pointing to uh, that physical act of drinking and um, getting drunk and that manifestation of debauchery. But I think in the bigger picture, this is how us humans are. We're trying to fill the cup. How do we fill the cup for fulfillment? And, and that is the tension of foolishness versus the will of God. Right? So when we talk about uh, the manifestation of that, uh, 
this, this, this can come out in so many different ways, right? Whether it's your sports team that you take priority over the word. Whether it's, uh, uh, what else, that you, your career that you take priority over the word. Or the riches of this world or the material possessions or even your retirement fund. Whatever it may be, right? Uh, QVC, uh, Home Shopping Network, uh, shopping in general, um, drinking, drugs, addiction, all these things, right? And we see the plight and struggle of man. And how man in all of us uh, does what? We, we cling to these things as if they will give us the wisest move. When in fact, we have been blinded by the looking and walking in, the, um, in this one true faith. And, and we are being tempted and turned away from God and his word. And ultimately from the cross by the devil himself. But yet, St. Paul says what here? He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is how you are filled all by the Holy Spirit. How are you filled by the Holy Spirit? Through the Word of God. That is how you are filled by the Holy Spirit. Through the Word of God. Where there the Word shows you Christ. Where there the Word comforts you um, in His comfort and care, knowing that He is with you always until the end of the age. And that indeed, uh, he forgives you of all your sins, that you have the keys to eternal life, that you are in that anticipation of what is to come in his final return, that by the Holy Spirit, uh, you very well know that you live in the victory that Christ has given you uh, by the gospel and the sacraments, and, and there you live as children of light. Yes, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But yet at the same time, Christ is perfect for you. And this is the life of faith. This is wisdom, right? Trust me, the battle is there, friends. And we, we, cannot, we cannot deny that. Uh, and we cannot say that, oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm doing my best, and, and that's good enough, right? I mean, I, I can merit my way. I can, I, I can walk my way, put on the best um, um, LA gear or Reeboks. <laughs> Remember the pumps that they used to have when you pump up the shoe? Anyways, pump it up. Anyways, the point is, is that, you know, we can't do this on our own. Right? That's the point. It's all by the grace of God that they are who they are, the Ephesians were. And there they would proceed to see things now that were once not dangerous, but now that are a great danger to them. And yet St. Paul prays and he leads them and says, walk carefully, look, look closely and see what is really happening. Seeing things that you've never seen before. Yet at the end of the day, what do you see? You see Jesus. You see the gospel. You trust and cling to what God has given to you. That's precisely how we ought to look carefully, right? In Christ Jesus and his forgiveness for each and every one of you. So remember that this day. Look carefully, but yet at the same time, be comforted by the one who stood in your place and who died the big death, who muddied himself, swooping low into this world, only to do what? To die on the cross to forgive you of all your sins. That is why you're children of light, all by the mercy and the grace and the love of Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, guide us in your wisdom. Lead us by the will in your word. And Lord, through all things, though we walk in danger all the way, all the way you are with us, through the Christ who promises indeed, O Lord, to be with us. Bless us this day in your wisdom, and grant us the great joy of this gospel, knowing full well 
that through your work we are your light-filled children. For all these things we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Thank you for joining me live and for those who are watching later. Enjoy it. Turn back to it. Review it. and, And please use this for your own edification. All right, friends, have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Love you all. Praying for you all. And of course, and of course, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Adios. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.